0: It's a very good afternoon. It's Niall Boylan. Now, I don't know if you've been following the campaign trail of Donald Trump and American politics at the moment, but Donald Trump, of course, is facing his last remaining Republican opponent, Nikki Haley, in the primary elections in New Hampshire today. And the former U.S. president is hoping to deliver a knockout blow to the ex-South Carolina governor's campaign to be the Republican nominee. Most of you may be following it. You've been seeing Donald Trump's uh, promises and also uh, a lot of people not having an awful lot of faith, including the Democrats and Joe Biden, but he seems to be the only one running at the moment. And by the way, as you've noticed over the last few days, we have our new mascot, which is the Donald Trumpinator. <laughs> by the way, a lot of people have been asking me, are we are we going to sell these? We, we don't make these. It's actually quite well made. It's made out of steel and it just says the Trumpinator on the front of it. And they're, they're quite well made, but I got that actually in America. I got it sent over from America, so you can order them online anyway, as far as I know. Anyway, joining me to give you a bit more information about what's going on in America and American politics is author and political commentator in the United States as well, as well as living in Ireland. And Michael Walsh joins me. Michael, nice to talk to you again. How are you? It's, it's good to
1: be with you, Dial, and I'm glad we both survived the storm. Isham or now or however yeah, but, we pronounce it. Because you're, you're we, back in Ireland we took at a the beating out here in the West.
0: Yeah, you're back You're back and in yes, Ireland at the moment. When are you heading back over to the United States? Uh,
1: I'll be in, the, in country here for another few weeks, and then I go back to L.A. for a bit,
0: and mm-hmm. I keep on the move. Okay, and obviously, you're watching everything that's going on. Now, the last time I spoke to you on the radio... I noticed you'd kind of done a bit of a U-turn. You'd kind of switched away from Trump because of everything that was going on and all the indictments at the time. Uh, nothing has changed, of course. He was back in court again yesterday morning after he'd flown from, uh, I think it was Iowa, up, back to New York, then back to New Hampshire. The man certainly has a busy schedule, wouldn't be able to do that unless he had a private jet. But, of course, the court was deferred and he still keeps going on about E.J. Car- or EJ Car- Carroll, uh, basically calling her a liar. Um, and saying that she's making the whole thing up and she's unhinged, he doesn't seem to be bothered whatsoever by this court case.
1: Well, I guess that's why you have that Trumpinator doll right now, Niall. Uh, n- nothing seems to stick to him. I, there's, it's no secret that I was uh, a DeSantis supporter. I thought the governor was the right man for the job, but I guess not at the right time. He ran a very poor campaign. Uh, he made a cardinal sin in American politics, which is let your opponent define you before you've yourself. Mm-hmm. And Trump just tore him apart. So Nikki is running in the New Hampshire primary today. Uh, she'll probably lose, and, and that'll be the end of it. I think at this point, uh, even those who, like me, uh, were hoping that DeSantis perhaps could give us Trumpism without Trump, uh, we've now realized it's going to be Trumpism with Trump. So Trump is going to be the nominee and it's going to be a hell of a fight. That's for sure.
0: I mean, I've been watching Trump over the last few nights. Uh, He does the same speech more or less in every state that he goes to. He does change it and personalize it a bit for each. And he has a little bit of news, obviously, based on what happened that day. He has obviously calmed down in relation to Ron DeSantis. He's not calling him Ron DeSantis anymore um, because he's obviously has surrounded the fact that uh, obviously DeSantis is endorsing Donald Trump now, probably with gritted teeth, mind you, but he is endorsing him now. I mean, Nikki Haley, I mean, is there any possibility at all that she'll do well at these primaries? I mean, she she's more of a Democrat but, well, than she is a Republican, really, isn't she?
1: Yeah, well, she has a lot of problems, Uh, one of which is that she's just basically the anybody but Trump candidate right now. And New Hampshire, like uh, Iowa, is a quirky state. It's the first primary, so people will actually be voting. They're voting right now, in fact. But it's not dispositive. Uh, It's not a kingmaker state. And the more States that are, are reflective of the country as a whole, such as South Carolina, which is coming up after New Hampshire. Uh, they tend to point the way to who the nominee is. So I don't. Th- I think Haley might do okay, but she's not going to win. And even if she she pull out a narrow win, it's not going to stop. At this point, it's a fate
0: complete. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a rerun of the 2020 election. And and a lot of people, by the way, at the star going back a few months ago, had little faith in Donald Trump. But he really seems to have pulled out all the stops on this. And Biden kept his promise by saying we're going to keep him busy in relation to the courts, etc. And he certainly is being busy. If it wasn't, as I said already, for the fact that he has a private jet, his own private plane, I don't think he'd be able to make it to all these uh, caucuses and these events. So, I mean, certainly he, he's a busy man. And you've got to admire a man of 77 years of age for the schedule that he has, which is a, certainly an enduring schedule at the moment. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a trooper, that's for sure. As you pointed out, the Democrats have uh, engaged in what we call in the state's lawfare, which is to throw every legalistic trick in the book against him in as many venues as possible. But uh, I know uh, people in Ireland don't follow uh, the campaign as closely as we Irish Americans say do, but the prosecutor in Atlanta is already in big trouble over a sex scandal involving, uh, which will Impact her indictment of um, the uh, attorney general in New York State, who's another black woman, is being sued by the former governor of New York State, Andrew Cuomo. So she'll be tied up in legal stuff herself. It's very, very ugly, and it's going to get uglier. Uh, now, I would not assume yet that Biden is going to be the candidate. He's terminal, he's got terminal dementia at this point. That's quite clear.
0: Actually, you know what? It's embarrassing. I watched him walk towards the car the other day. There was two Marines standing there saluting uh, you know, the usual as he walks past and he didn't know which way to walk and his wife had already got into the car and he didn't know where to go and he was standing looking around him. And I know one of the Marines was looking at him through the corner of his eye, but they're probably well instructed, don't help him because it makes things look worse. So they didn't. And he just didn't know where to go.
1: He's essentially a rutabaga in a suit at this point. Uh, Jill, or shall I call her Dr. Jill, because after all, she has a distinguished PhD from some corn cone community college in Delaware, but insists on being called doctor, like a medical doctor. Uh, She pampers him and protects him as much as possible. But I'm not sure that physically he's going to be up to it, he can't run a basement campaign like he did during the COVID election of 2020. Democrats uh, really took advantage of the COVID hoax, total worldwide panic over this ludicrous thing, and won a campaign without having their candidate campaign at all. That will not be the case this time. He's gonna and have. I he's hope- gonna have to
0: get out there, isn't he? And and he's not gonna be able to stand up on a stage like Trump for nearly two hours you know talking I, a lot of it you know off the screen but a lot of it is ad lib he's not going to be able to do that no he's not and trump's going to do two things if he's smart and one of them
1: is to make biden's manifest unfitness for office like one of the key and trump is running on a explicit revenge program which a good 40 plus to 50 almost 50% of the electorate is exactly what they want to see we've been, we've talked about this before now the america's on the is in the middle of a cold civil war right now and it's on the brink of a hot civil war it's not going to take much of a provocation to set it off whether it's a reichstag fire that's provoked by the left or it's somebody who goes out of control uh everyone's on the brink so this campaign is going to have to be run extremely you, carefully
0: mm-hmm. you're seeing
1: left cities you're whoever left wins
0: c- it yeah go ahead sorry
1: I'm saying whoever wins it, the other side must accept the verdict and not have four years of eight years of guerrilla warfare against the
0: punitive winner. I mean, we're seeing the likes of New York State, for example, at the moment. You know, you've got the left there who are very pro-immigration and anti-Donald Trump now facing a huge amount of, uh, you know, immigrants coming into the city and into Manhattan and into New York, you know, taking up hotels You know, taking up places and and we're now seeing the left start to whine about that as well. That may be enough to turn a lot of New York voters to Donald Trump, which wouldn't be the norm. Um, So that might be enough because, of course, Donald Trump's main thing seems to be to getting that wall back up again and stopping the immigration at the border. I mean, that's, I mean, he constantly goes on about the criminals or the people from the lunatics, lunatic asylums, as he says, uh, coming into the country. So that's a big plus for him because it's affecting every state now.
1: Yes. Well, the immigration thing uh, is out of control. It's not immigration. It's illegal immigration. In fact, what the Biden administration has done uh, is similar in a way to what's going on here in Ireland with its endless uh, citations of mysterious, non-applicable laws to import people all over the world on the grounds that they're either asylum seekers or refugees. We've opened up the southern border completely. You have just walk across now. So for law-abiding citizens like you and me, when we travel, we have to have a passport. We have to show it. It has to be valid. The passport control officer can make a decision whether to admit it. None of that applies to them. Uh, just as it doesn't apply here, I flew into Dublin and I saw a whole line of refugees and they're all, half of them, as you know, are stateless. They throw away their past or they destroy them, yet they're admitted. This is this is not a good way to keep the integrity of a country uh, intact. Mm-hmm. And it's not racism to say it. Uh, it's not necessarily extreme nationalism to say it. It certainly has nothing to do with the imaginary far right, which we hear so much about here in Ireland. It just has to do with preserving your own country. And I would say America uh, is in danger of uh, losing control of all of it, for sure. And Trump is going to run on that. Now, yesterday we had the Supreme Court tell the governor of Texas to stop interfering with the border. The border. We're letting these people into the country. They're welcoming them, into, they're waltzing them across the border into the country. Texas, front of this, so big, such a long border with Mexico, it's been trying to stop it by putting barbed wire up and and other things. But our own Supreme Court just stabbed the United States in the back yesterday. And
0: this is going to have
1: a lot of very ugly ramifications.
0: The other thing as well, of course, Donald Trump is focusing very much on is the police. This idea of defunding the police, this idea of the police being afraid to actually tackle crime. Uh, being told basically just let people do what they want to do because they're afraid of being sued. Um, you know, this has been a big problem in the United States, particularly since the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. So this has been a big problem. Donald Trump says he's going to tackle that head on and no police officer will be stu- sued and the state will stand by them. Um, do you think that's another plus? Because we are seeing an increase in crime in a lot of states in New York. So that's a big plus for him too, isn't it?
1: Oh, well, the crime is, is it has been decriminalized. The The George Floyd uh, protest was very carefully calibrated to uh, wait for the perfect victim to unleash the forces of both Black Lives Matter and Antifa uh, onto the body politic. They've destroyed the city of Minneapolis, now gone. They will do that to other cities if they get their way. And it's taken the American people who are both naive and extremely filled with goodwill uh, I hear a lot of anti-Americanism uh, here in Ireland about how awful the Americans are and what racist we are and blah, 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 blah. But that's just simply not true because you have to understand the entire 3,000-mile length of the country in order to get a sense of what America and who it is and what Americans really are. But the George Floyd thing was very carefully timed. They picked perfect victim who was not murdered by that police officer but who died of multiple drug overdoses uh, while he was being restrained by perfectly legal and recommended tactics which have now been changed since his death but any cop will tell you the choke holes that the cops use in new york or los angeles uh, the neck thing that was used on floyd these are standard police tactics to control people who when they are the size of mr floyd and on drugs have the strength of about 10 different people 10 men and one guy they're extremely hard to control and they don't follow instruction. so uh, what we've done as a result of that was we've decriminalized crime especially black and minority crime and we've just decided we're going to tolerate in our big cities a level of mayhem that hasn't been seen in my lifetime since the 1968-69 riots. I mean, look, there's
0: there's no doubt the George Floyd death was politicized. Everybody knows that. I mean, that was quite obvious. Whether Derek Chauvin should have gone to jail or not is another question. Certainly his colleagues probably shouldn't. Um, But in saying that, you know, in that particular case, and we'll be talking about that more during the week with a director of a particular program called The Fall of Minneapolis, you know, you have to understand, I suppose, that the authorities at that stage had gone too far by politicising it, and if he wasn't found guilty, there would have been riots, and they knew that. Yes, uh, and and so basically, you know, he was he was essentially sacrificed. Now, of course, you know, there should have been questions asked about you know how they restrained somebody and all that kind of thing, and there's also no doubt that there are an element within the American police force that are racist. I mean, many black people have been treated differently by law enforcement. Now, that's a whole other question. I'm not saying it should be politicized in the state that it should have been politicized, but that is a question to be answered, and that is something that more training needs to be given. But get back to Donald Trump. He's using this now, of course, to say that no police officer will be sued or or fired because of the way they, not the way they treat people, because they're tackling crime. That seems to be a plus for him too. Um, The other thing he's going on about quite a lot is he will defund any school who brings in mandatory vaccinations for COVID or mandatory masks, or indeed teaches uh, critical race theory or sex education that he doesn't agree with in relation to trans, uh, you know, and gender identity, et cetera, et cetera. So he said he will defund any school that starts to teach children that.
1: Well, he's adopting a platform that's very appealing to conservatives in America. Whether he'll actually do it or not is the question, because in the first term, he did not build the wall. Uh, he certainly backed away from, he didn't put Hillary, he didn't lock up Hillary, which he had promised to do. So some of this may just be campaign talk. Now, we'll see if if and when he's elected. There's a long way from here to there. But these were all good things. Now, I should emphasize to our Irish uh, watchers viewers and listen, the President of the United States is not a dictator, although Biden is really trying to become one. Uh, he can't af- affect local laws. He can't he can't do a lot of the things you mentioned. He can use the bully pulpit, as Teddy Roosevelt back a hundred years ago, to advocate for, it, but he can't command it. So that remains to be seen. But it's certainly red meat to people who have felt the last 40 years have been among the worst in American history and want to change very
0: badly. In relation to the Democrats, there's no doubt at this stage Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. I I, I don't think we need to really. You, you wouldn't have to be a betting man to figure that one out by the end of, the, of today. And Nikki Haley will be gone. His running mate, numerous suggestions have been put out as to who his running mate might be. Um, sure. Christy Nome, uh, Carrie Lake, Byron Donalds. Um, and more recently, by the way, the suggestion of Tucker Carlson for vice president um, has been thrown out by his own son, Donald Trump Jr., is that even a possibility? No, it's, no. Uh, I don't it, think Tucker Carlson would think... be interested, person. Even I mean, well, no, I
1: don't think Tucker would do it. He's got a much bigger platform now. As, as John Nance Garner, who was one of the vice presidents, I believe, to uh, Franklin Roosevelt, said, "The office of the vice presidency isn't worth a picture of warm spit." Except he didn't use the word spit. Oh. The vice president has effectively nothing whatsoever to do except stand around and wait for the president to die, does. That's it. That's And to preside over the Senate, with the meaningless off? Uh, What the deep candidate is generally is a balancing ticket geographically, racially, now sexually, uh, to appeal to voters who might not want the guy at the top we'll see who trump comes up with. i i uh don't think it'll be tucker i don't think it'll be byron donalds he's a black congressman from florida uh i don't think it will be elise Stefanik, who's a minor congresswoman <laughs> from upstate new york almost no constituency uh it won't be desantis and DeSantis take it because desantis will stay in florida and polish up his resume for 28. Uh, it'll be Somebody, I, I don't know. He he picked Mike Pence the last time. and that He's was not going to pick him this
0: time. He thinks he's a
1: turncoach. So he's not going to pick him no, no, this no. time. No. So we're done. I would like to see Tulsi Gabbard, for example, a former Democrat who is uh, speaks very commonsensically. She's a military veteran. She's from Hawaii, which is where I grew up, which is an interesting state to be from. Uh, I, I like Tulsi's attitude a lot. She's female. And yes, she's not a current office holder, but, you know, Donald will do what Donald does and we'll find out.
0: I mean, obviously it was a huge mistake. Kamala Harris was a huge mistake because people have even forgotten her name at this stage. Um, It's almost like she doesn't exist anymore. I, I hear nothing in the news about her. I mean, anytime she's appeared on a podium more recently, there's been questions asked about, you know, her sanity. Apart from her physical state, somebody even suggested she was drunk. Um, so I, I don't, I, I just don't see her anymore. So I think that was a huge mistake. The Democrats admit they're not going to run her again. Um, she's gone. Um, so essentially, they've got Biden. So who else have they got? I mean, they don't have anybody really that's that's good enough to take on Donald Trump apart from Biden. And he'll just get this kind of, I suppose, legacy vote, isn't it? That I mean, really, who else have they got?
1: Nobody is the answer. Uh, listen, you're looking at a potential election. Who geriatrics. Uh, Trump is 77, Biden's over 80. Uh, Biden would be in his mid-80s should he amazingly get to the end of a, future, a potential second term. But I don't think he's going to drop Paris. He would get such a blowback from the black community about dropping the first female black vice president. I don't think he could withstand that. So I suspect you're going
0: to see, or not see, even more Camelot going, what you think he's going to run her again as a vice president? Yes,
1: as first. I, I don't even yeah. think
0: the black people have faith in her. I mean, nobody really has faith in her. I mean, nobody. As I said, no, very few people even remember who she is at this stage. I mean, it's been so long since we've actually seen her. Oh, well, I haven't seen her recently, anyway. I mean, what? So what happens next? Because Irish people are not very familiar with American politics. So we have the primaries. There's a good few more primaries yeah. to come. Um, obviously, the election day is the November the fifth. But what, when do we get into the actual, I suppose, the campaign itself, you know, Biden versus Trump? When does that kind of kick off? Is that in and around July? Is that is that when we're really going to see that, that in motion?
1: Well, I would say August when the conventions uh, take place. Uh, the, the nominees used to be nominated at conventions. They didn't have primaries and there wasn't this long. The, the, the election season is now effective four years. The minute you lose, you start running against the guy for the next term. But from August on is when the candidates are official and the campaign is officially underway. And in America is a country of 330 million people. And about 0.0001% follows politics the way you or I do, whatever country we have. So most Americans won't even begin to think about the election until it gets
0: into September. And then, or in October, even
1: okay. So, so in September in, in
0: September, you have the first presidential debate. That's going to be interesting because let's be clear. Maybe, yeah. Well, let's be clear. Trump, yeah. you know, he's a good talker. For seventy-seven years of age, he's a fit man. Biden, on the other hand, can string a sentence together, and I'm assuming he'll have an earpiece in his ear like George Bush used to have many years ago, where he used to say the wrong things that he couldn't hear in the earpiece properly. Yes. Um, in the debate, it's going to be a disaster for Biden. He's not going to be able to answer Well, questions. Maybe,
1: maybe not. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Biden has, he's a stupid man, and he's a venal man. And all of this has been known in Washington. For the 50 years he's been in Washington, he has been exploiting the death of his first wife in a car crash right after he became a senator, and has dined out on that forever. He's known as one of the most unpleasant, nastiest people in, in D.C., which is actually why he's a good debater. He he beat Trump badly in the two debates that they had, and he beat Paul Ryan in a vice presidential debate. He annihilated Paul Ryan as Romney's running mate back three elections ago. Because Biden will say anything and do anything. He's as mean as a snake. And you know how old people get; as they get older and get and, cantankerous, and crazier. Yeah. They, they 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 keep the mean parts. So you'd expect I would expect Biden to be. He would rattle Trump's cage over and over and over again. It would be very difficult for Trump to.
0: Yeah, even, but I mean, even but you're you're, you're debates, talking about you're doing talking about debates of the past. I mean, I mean, he's changed in the last year more so than any other year. I mean, his health has certainly gone down. Um, his mental capacity has certainly gone down. He can't even find his way off a stage anymore. Yes. I mean, so, I mean, at this point now, it's got a lot worse for him. The other problem he's going to have, of course, as well, is the situation with Hunter Biden. That's not going to help his case either, is it?
1: Uh, Well, uh, to the first point, if you notice when he interacts with the media, you see nothing but the vicious, nasty Biden now. say, get your facts straight. Start reporting this right. Or (laughs) he just barks at people. He's a crabby old fart. That's what he is, and everybody knows it. Now, he's defended Hunter as far as he can, but Hunter is a sleazeball in a dirt bag, and everybody knows it. So he may sacrifice Hunter. He may, He's going to have to back off Hunter and let Hunter do some time, because that's where
0: Hunter's going to jail. That's what's going to happen to him. But with the suggestion that he'll pardon him, do you think he will? Or can he, by the way? Well, sure he can. Yeah. If
1: it's a federal charge, yeah, he can pardon anybody. People mistake this pardon thing. You don't have to have committed a crime to get a pardon. The best example being when Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon after Nixon had resigned yeah. in 1974. Uh, pardoned him uh, 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 prospectively. So whatever possible charges Nixon could have faced were pardoned in advance by the, the new president. So sure, Biden could pardon him. But he can't pardon from state charges. So that's why some of these Trump charges are still, or the people in Trump's orbit still in legal jeopardy, facing legal jeopardy, even though they were pardoned on a federal level. Remember, we have 50 separate states in the United Mm -hmm. States, and they have their own legal systems. So it gets very convoluted and
0: comical at times. And, And just in relation to Trump between now and the 5th of November, is there any possibility whatsoever that he would be convicted of any crimes in any of these states? And I know you mentioned already a lot of them are in trouble already. But is there any possibility that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, for example, New York versus Trump, there's a few of them out there. Is there any possibility that he will be convicted and could be committed? Yes,
1: there is every possibility because this is part of the lawfare strategy. The Democrats love lawyers. They all want to be lawyers. In fact, most of them are lawyers. I can tell, and they're willing to use any tactic that they can. Uh, One of my favorite lawyer expressions is, we can make the argument that. It doesn't matter how ridiculous the argument is, they'll make it. So they'll throw anything up against the wall, see what sticks. And I wouldn't be surprised if Trump is convicted on one or two of these charges. I think the country has already priced that in. Now, the current polls are showing that if Trump is convicted of a felony, Americans are going to be much less likely to vote for him in general elect. Maybe. I don't know. So far he's he's been immune to everything that they've thrown at him and we'll see if that... Well, I mean, but we've yet, just, in we've, we've seen, yes, seen in
0: recent times does. every indictment seems to push his poll numbers up rather than down. It, it does because he's now
1: identified himself as a kind of a Victor. Christ-like figure, which is pretty funny considering it's Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, and that he's being sacrificed for our sins. So uh, he is the Redeemer and Savior. What, to, what, what is he, it he says? on the religious right.
0: He, sa- he says, uh, what is it he says at the end of every uh, caucus he turns around, He says, they're coming after you, but the only thing is they ha- I'm in the way and they have to get through me first or some- <laughs> something along those lines. So he's making us out to be this kind of hero of the people.
1: He's adopted that. Has, you know, it's not. It, it's. It's. They're not after me. They're after you. And yeah. I think Americans hear that and believe that, because so many of our institutions have been destroyed, our cities destroyed, uh, our legal system, destroyed, uh, the Constitution ignored. It's very important, uh, I think, for our Irish audience to understand that the Democrats hate the Constitution of the United States. They don't believe in it. They think it's a racist outmoded document. And since Woodrow Wilson, more than a hundred years ago, they've been engaged in undermining it and negating whatever provisions of it they can, in the name of, as James Comey, that Irish rat, said higher loyalty. Remember, he had a higher loyalty, not to the not to the government, not to the oath he swore, but a higher loyalty, which means to the Democrats and to Progressive liberalism. So it's it's important to understand their war against the the, the Constitution and Bill of Rights is going on. They don't like free speech. Another right? place doesn't like speech. At the top of my head, while I'm at it, uh, they don't like the Second Amendment. They don't like Americans to be armed, which is why so many Americans are armed. Uh, pretty soon they'll start quartering people in people's houses. Which is the Third Amendment. Fourth Amendment, unreasonable search and seizure, they violate every day with the Transportation Security Administration and many other governmental agents. So the Constitution is being eaten alive, piecemeal. And mm-hmm. many Americans say, we want our country back. And that's what MAGA was initially about, and it's what take your country back means. It's not racist. It's not about anything other than the preservation of the country that we were born into
0: and inherited. And the left is determined to change that. That's It's that simple, really. Well, Michael, I have to say that's been pretty comprehensive, but I always ask you before you go about your predictions. And they change a little bit every now and again, obviously based on the landscape. So your predictions for the next year, um, first of all, I think we could just assume that Trump will be the Republican nominee. There's no doubt about that. Failing him being assassinated at this stage, uh, which, by the way, is not being ruled out by many people who have a great fear that that could be an attempt on his life because it may be the only way to stop him. Um, and I hope, certainly not, that wouldn't be the case. But anyway, your predictions?
1: I think I wrote a column a couple of weeks ago at my, my website called uh, Pipeline the-pipeline.org Uh, And I said, it's a train wreck, like the train wreck in the Harrison Ford movie, The Fugitive. You can see it coming, and you know how it ends, and yet you watch it in horrible fascination. I think it's going to be an ugly campaign. Uh, I'm not sure who the Democrat nominee for president is going to be. I think that's still very much an open question. I think you're going to see a lot of potential violence uh, accompanying an American election. that really never happened before in American history, uh, you'll see something akin to the election of 1860. Uh, Lincoln won, as you know, and the Americans, uh, the, uh, the Democrats, a week later, basically, opened fire on the United States of America, and that provoked the Civil War. Democrats hate losing, and uh, their slogan is, by any means necessary. Uh, and, and that you'll see them put that into uh, action again. The summer of Floyd, um, uh, the COVID hoax, they'll use uh, any means necessary. And Trump was partly guilty with the COVID hoax since he pushed
0: it. and well, he played along, didn't oh, he? Well, well, he certainly. Well, I mean, now he turns around now and he says that he shouldn't have, but a bit late now saying it now. But do you yeah. believe, do you do believe that he will win the election if he goes up against Biden?
1: I don't, I don't know, uh, honestly. I, 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 if I, if I could tell the future, I'd be at the track instead of uh, sitting out here watching the new storm just blow in. <laughs> uh, I think it would be very close. I suspect he would lose it, but that's that's as far as I can go right now.
0: All right. Well, listen, it's been wonderful talking to you again, Michael, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you uh, throughout the whole campaign over the next year or so. Michael Walsh, author and political commentator, thank you for joining me this evening.
1: At your service anytime, brother.